0: all right it's the weekend i know everybody's excited because it's july 4th weekend yes. i hope everybody is having fun with your family grilling out a little bit and enjoying some fireworks safely we like, gotta make sure to stay safe the whole time
1: we know where some fireworks are going on that's at disney and at warner brothers no. not the good kind of
0: fireworks
1: <laughs> yeah we're gonna be talking some fires starting from them fireworks but we're gonna talk about all that kind of crazy for sure for <laughs> sure but we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about this week
0: of course disney has A lot of stuff going on. Chappic got a new contract renewal. And then, of course, Warner Brothers Discovery. They're talking about still releasing that Flash film without Mm. any reshoots or anything like that, even with Ezra Miller at the forefront of all this controversy. And so much more going down in Hollywood. And if it's going down in Hollywood, we We are are talking talking about about it. it, (laughs) But man, oh man, all that stuff is going to be later on the show. Now, let's get a little crazy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, it's the big 200th episode, <laughs> and you guys know your host with the most, myself, j Lo, Fantastic, and the one and only, Mouse. What's up? Guys, like I said in the tease, there's so much going down in Hollywood, Woo! and we are here to cover it all, cover all of our bases. But before we get started, be sure to visit our website, www.crazyantmedia.com where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. We got shirts. We got hats. We have teddy bears. We have shoes. We have anything and everything you basically need for your designer budget. We've even got underwear.
1: That's true, man. I mean, That's who doesn't true. want I mean, come on. Exactly, exactly. Literally head to toe in Crazy Ant gear.
0: Yes, we love it. We love it. And you can also check out our film deadlines yes. on our website crazyantmedia.com on our vimeo page it's very cheap very amazing and we absolutely love it it's meant to start a conversation so please let's start a conversation between us we love that or sit down and watch it with your family your close ones your loved ones all that good stuff so it's it's Heck really yeah. really impactful um but we are talking about the entertainment industry guys it's absolutely wild there's a lot of stuff going down and guess what the masks are back that's right. Film and TV productions shot in Los Angeles will now require yeah. crew members to wear masks indoors. The announcement was made by Barbara Ferrer, and public. She is the public health officer of Los Angeles County during a media briefing. Now, uh, Barbara said that the change was made due to increasing hospitalizations in Los Angeles uh, or LA County, I should say, due to COVID nineteen, mm. of course. According to film and TV industry's current return to work agreement, if a metropolitan area or county reaches eight or more new weekly COVID hospitalization uh, admissions per 100,000 people over a seven day interval, uh, a threshold referred to a escalation trigger production will require crew members to begin masking indoors. This current are uh, this current return to work protocol agreement was first approved last May, and is set to expire July fifteenth, according to public. Public health data, a seven-day average number of hospitalizations per 100 people has risen to 8.1. Now, I mean, that's just it's just trying to keep everybody safe. I know a lot of people don't want to go back to wearing the mask, but,
1: you know, you just got to do what you got to do. I mean, 8.1 meets the threshold, yeah. and I'm guessing with those type numbers, <laughs> July 15th, it is going to be renewed, not not ended, I would have to say that they're going to keep that in place. They're not just going to announce it for a week and then go, Oh, Hey, okay. Yeah. Let's stop the mask. For sure. All right. Now on to the mouse house and a story that seems to have a lot of people in and out of the house. Pretty upset. CEO Bob Chappick is breathing a bit easier after the entertainment giants board of directors voted unanimously on Tuesday of this week to extend his contract Mm. for an additional Three years. The surprise move comes as Chapik's future has been hotly debated around Hollywood and in the media circles. Chapic's extended contract, which kicked off July 1st, calls for him to be granted long-term annual stock awards of at least $20 million. Mm. Chapic's annual base salary is going to stay the same at $2.5 million, according to the contract details disclosed to the SEC.
0: Mm, I mean, if Chappick thinks that the contract extension has finally gotten him under out of his predecessor's shadow, well, he might want to think again. Because on the same day of his contract was extended, Random House announced that they have acquired the rights to an upcoming book from former Walt Disney Company CEO Bob (laughs) Iger. Now, Iger is set to pin his second nonfiction work which is currently untitled at the moment, but it's being described as a playbook on leading in times of crisis and (laughs) disruption uh, that takes readers behind the scenes for crucial decisions at high stake levels of business, entertainment, and politics. The book will see Iger who served as an executive and board of chairman of Disney until December of 2021 examine how the company and other major corporations have dealt with health and economic crisis caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. The book will see Iger drawing on his experience to share insights on why leaders our uh, leaders succeed or fail during the a crisis and who will share tips on managing during a crisis. As you know, Iger previously released a memoir, a ride of a lifetime in 2019 that hit number one on the New York times, bestsellers list. And definitely that's a must read.
1: Oh, that's an absolutely phenomenal book. I refer back to it like countless times. It's just amazing. So a couple of big things out of that whole story there. One after the contract and uh, extension was announced, (laughs) The stock knows mm. it, it's been on a slide for like ever since he took over, but renewing his contract and giving him a vote of confidence did not sway the shareholders or wall street. The stock continues to be on a downward slide. So you got that. And second, I don't think it was a coincidence that, that they made the announcement about Iger's book, especially when you hear the subject matter that it's about how to properly yeah. lead the <laughs> crisis. It's a clear dig at Chapik, and you know, Hey, Hey, You know what else is not good? Stories like this that can't make things even easier or more difficult for board or chappic Hugo Spear star of Disney Plus's upcoming full Monty reboot has apparently been removed from the show mm. by the streamer after allegations of inappropriate conduct spear who played guy, as you guys know in the original was reprising the role alongside the likes of Robert Carlyle and Leslie sharp. He will no longer be featured in the TV reboot. Mm. Now Disney plus said in a statement, quote, we have been made aware of allegations of, inappropriate conduct by Hugo Spear on the set of a commissioned production as is policy an investigation was launched upon its completion the decision was made to terminate the contract with immediate effect mm. a spokesperson for spear said he denies all the allegations and intends on challenging them so, you know, it just keeps getting shitty for Chappie. <laughs> yeah. Man, saying, none man. of that is good
0: news. No. Um, well, Ashley Klein Shapiro has been up to VP of Unscripted and Slate Publicity for ABC Entertainment. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And Walt Disney Television Alternative, kind of like FX and Hulu and all the good stuff. As part of an announcement, ABC uh, revealed that it has launched a new slate of. slate publicly and special projects division overseen by Klein Shapiro responsible for identifying collaborative opportunities across the ABC and general entertainment programming slate streamlining the approach of publicity events, festivals, and junkets. Now Klein Shapiro who has overseen unscripted publicity for ABC entertainment will add live with Kelly and Ryan and a new slate publicity and the special project team to oversee. She also handles executive media, media relations for Disney Television Alternative boss uh, Rob Millis, portfolio, uh, including working with the corporate communication team and others across Disney television studios and Hulu original. Like I said, she's basically covering all this unscripted shit, like a whole bunch of reality TV <laughs> game shows, <laughs> different things like that. So when you say unscripted, that's what we're talking about.
1: Yes. Okay. So this next one's going to have MCU fans going nuts in a good way. I think I'm loving this news. And if it comes to fruition, I will not be. I just, I'll be elated. I I cannot be more excited about this. Apparently, this has been rumored forever, but apparently now it's being revealed to be fact. Taron Egerton has indeed revealed that he has been in talks with Kevin Feige and other Marvel Studio executives about taking on the role of Wolverine. Yes, it's so exciting. Now, Edgerton, who of course got his big break in Matthew Vaughn's Kingsman's The Secret Service in 2014, has previously co-starred with the OG Wolverine, Hugh Jackman himself, in 2016's Eddie and the Eagle. This is exciting news. He far more fits the description of what Wolverine is in the comic books. In my opinion, I love Hugh Jackman. He definitively defined the character in live action and is an amazing and we will always love him. But I think this is exciting.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think he's a good casting choice, and he's very particular about the set of roles that he takes on. Yeah, so I think I think he would do a really good job.
1: And he's a little bit younger. Yeah, which implies to me that when we see the X Men, they will indeed be teenagers. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, for sure. And if you are on our YouTube live, uh, Chloe she says that she loves our Hannah Herzik interview. It was so great. If you guys haven't heard the Hannah Herzik interview, she is from the latest Robert. Madison, batman so yes. go back and watch that one we absolutely loved her and i actually sent that um quote that you put or that comment that you put on our youtube channel to hannah and she says thank you so much for listening
1: yes so all
0: the good stuff man we're super excited about it but award winning actors uh scoot McC- mcnary uh, will star opposite of amy adams in the forthcoming adaptation of best-selling book Night bitch. This is just so weird. Uh, Mounted by Searchlight Pictures, the film will tell a suburban mom thrown into the stay-at-home routine of raising a toddler. As she embraces the pharaoh power deeply rooted in motherhood, she becomes increasingly aware of a bizarre and undeniable signs that she may be turning into a dog. Now, McNary will star as adams um off traveling husband in the project this is this is a very interesting thing especially when like they announced the name i was like what what night bitch i'm so confused how is this like not a dark horror like werewolf story like i'm it's okay we'll see how it goes yeah
1: when we first brought this up a few weeks ago about with amy adams casting we were like what and we still haven't figured it out hey andrew high the acclaimed filmmaker behind queer festival darling weekend and a24's lean on pete has assembled four uk heavyweights for his next feature film fleabag breakout uh star andrew scott normal people heartthrob paul mesket the crown's og queen elizabeth Second, Claire Foy herself and Rocketman actor Jamie Bell are all on deck for his new film, Strangers, which High has adapted and will direct. Searchlight Pictures, Film 4, and Blueprint Pictures are partnering on the project, loosely based on an award-winning novel by Taichi Yamada. Now, Strangers follows screenwriter Adam, who will be played by Scott, who one night in his near-empty tower block in contemporary London has a chance encounter with a mysterious neighbor, Harry, who played by Mescal, that punctures the rhythm of the everyday life. As Adam and Harry get closer, Adam is pulled back to his childhood home where he discovers that his long-dead parents, played by and Bell, are both living and look the same age as the day they died over 30 years ago. Mm what the fuck this is
0: interesting it is interesting i mean i feel like thrillers are really trying to make a resurgence right now so
1: i'm i'm excited for it a lot of good stuff claire foy remember that thriller she did way back that was shot on an iphone or whatever way back in the day Mm, that thing was where she was like in the mental home so she's all in it. this is gonna be great yeah for sure man for sure
0: Well, the Sanderson sisters, Winfred uh, Bette Midler and Sarah, who's played by Sarah Jessica Parker, and Mary, who's played by Kathleen (laughs) Jimmie. And for all you YouTube live people, you'll know I am awful with names. um, Are Almost back. I'm sure you guys saw the first teaser trailer of Hocus Pocus 2. It has been released, giving a first taste of the wickedness to come. The sequel premieres on Disney Plus in September, actually September 30th to be more exact, just in time for the Halloween season. Hocus Pocus premiered back in 1993, telling the story of three wicked sisters in Salem, Massachusetts, who spent 300 years asleep before the lightning of a black flame candle was resurrected them at a. Uh, All Hallows Eve with a full moon in the sky. Although uh, they died at the end of the first movie, they have risen. This (laughs) time facing off against two young girls who might light the candle again. So that's very exciting. This is a cult classic. So I'm happy they're bringing it back.
1: Were you were you into it the first time? Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. This yeah. is
0: one that like because before streaming services, I used to go and rent movies from the library. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> uh, so fucking, yeah, I would rent hocus focus like every Halloween. From so. the
1: library. From
0: the library. Did you
1: guys even know you could do you could still do that you every, still mean, do if it. you wanted to? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I used to rent all the Fast and Furious and like all the Heck good yeah. stuff.
1: There you go. All right. Hey, speaking of good stuff, Poppy Lou has been cast as a guest starring role in the upcoming Disney Plus series. American Born Chinese. Now, the cast also includes Michelle Yo, yes, uh, Yo Yanyan, Yan, Daniel Wu, Chin Han, and Kelly Hu Quan, among others, Lu will appear as Princess Iron Fan, mm. who is described as an enchanting and as possessing magical powers. Now, based on the graphic novel of the same name by uh Jean luing Yang, the series fouls Jin Wang played by Ben Wang, a teenager juggling his high school social life with his immigrant home life. Now, when Jin meets foreign exchange student Wai Shen, played by Jim Liu, on the first day of school, their worlds collide as Jin becomes entangled in a battle of Chinese mythological gods identity
0: culture and family themes throughout i love that i was about to say more inclusivity and we need more stuff like this because if you guys haven't watched the big red that's on disney plus that's a pixar film that's about asian community and getting your period um, but it's really good because it's an insight of what different cultures are, and I think it's a beautiful thing. I love how Disney's approaching all of this, like with Miss Marvel, for example. Like it's just amazing to like step into other people's homes, basically, and see how they live. So Heck I love yeah. it. I love it, man. It's a lot of good stuff. Well, Freeform has ordered a new scripted series, The Watchful Eye, two series with Morel Morano uh, from Promised Land is set to lead the cast, formerly known as The Nanny, and cr- the created by Julie Dirk from Grace and Frankie. The Watched Eye focuses on Elena Santos, who's going to be play, the, playing the... Uh, Milano is going to be playing Elena Santos. And a young woman, she begins to uh, start a new job as the live-in nanny for an affluent Manhattan widower and his young son. Moving into an apartment building, the Greyborn, she quickly discovers the secret of many of the other uh, inhabitants. Uh, while struggling to hide her own complicated past, the show was ordered to pilot at the network back in September of 2021 with Andrea uh, Londo in the lead role. In Ooh. addition to Milano, the series also stars Warren uh, Christie uh, as Lena's uh, employer, Matthew Kelly Bishop from Gilmore Girls, oh. as lifelong Greyborn resident, uh, as resident uh, Mrs. Ivy. And Jamie Acker as, or she's from Gifted, as Matthew's sister-in-law. Tori John Ecker from Firefly Lane as Elena's boyfriend, Scott. Lex Lumpkin from All That as teenage uh, Greyborn's resident. Elliot Uh, Henry Joseph Samari from The Bold and the Beautiful as Matthew's son, Jasper. And Elia Royale from The Walking Dead, The World Beyond as Elena's Fellow nanny Jenny, so a lot of good people in this upcoming cast. But this is kind of like you know, think about your own stories to create. This is basically the nanny. So you know.
1: yeah, I think this is going the route of like what happened with Fresh Prince. I think this is like a dark drama version of the nanny, which you know everybody remembers with Fran Drescher. So that's interesting. This is going to be real, but it's got freaking Emily Gilmore herself, Kelly yeah. Bishop, and Amy Acker. I'm all in. I can't. How can you not want to watch exactly? That? All right, so this one, I'm pretty sure you have to say the letters because I don't know how you would ever pronounce this unless it's from some sort of weird, I don't know, technological planet or something. AZNBBGRL. What is that guy's name? Azambar Girl? If you guys even know what the fuck that means, please tell us because I have no idea. But AZNBB Girl, the upcoming coming-of-age series from Freeform and 20th Television, revealed its series regular cast also this week. The show will be led by Kathy Bu, Lin Kim Do, and Giselle Villoweva. Now, set in the Vietnamese community of Little Saigon in Orange County, AZNBB Girl follows three Asian-American teenagers as they carve out their own place in the world. Driven by a desire to break free from generational expectations, the three women form an intense bond when they become entangled with a street gang that offers them the way out three Americans in Vietnam trying to find their way, getting tangled with a street gang. Right. (laughs) Very interesting. I mean, okay. Right. Uh, We'll
0: see. We'll see how that goes. This next one is by no surprise because I've heard a lot of good things from it. Jeff Bridges, the old man, has been renewed for season two at FX. The drama debuted on FX June 16th. Uh, The first season will consist of seven episodes total with a fourth set to air in June 30th. So, I mean, that one already is coming. Uh, before becoming available to stream on Hulu, so be sure to check that out. Like I said, I've seen him promoted like crazy, so good for him.
1: Heck yeah, man. Uh, Some sad news if you're a fan of Amy Poehler and her show, Duncanville. Apparently, it's ending after three seasons. As you guys know, Amy Poehler, executive produced Duncanville and starred in the show as Duncan, an ordinary 15-year-old with a wild imagination and his sights set on the freedom of adulthood. Uh, Fox confirmed earlier this week that the show wouldn't be back for a fourth season. News comes after after a rough third season for Duncanville, which apparently returned in May, but has only averaged about 530,000 total viewers and a 0.2 in the coveted 18 to 49 uh, rating. Duncanville was canceled by Fox after 33 episodes, with the final episode airing this past week, June 26. Six additional episodes of Duncanville still remain and will likely be posted at a later date on Hulu, so they will allow it to finish it out somewhere, and you can kind of get a you know a close down to it. So.
0: It doesn't surprise me i've watched a little bit of this one because you guys know i love adult animation and it's just kind of like a a couple years ahead of the big big mouth that's on netflix Mm. which basically goes through puberty and how you're going to turn into adult and all this good stuff so i mean It was decent for maybe the first season, but yeah, I'm not surprised this one isn't moving forward. Now, heading over to Warner Brothers Discovery. I know a lot of people have been wanting us to talk about this, and we touched on it a little bit last week, but here it is, guys. Despite the fact that two women have come forward with new allegations of abusive misconduct by Ezra Miller, Warner Brothers still shows no signs of backing away from its scheduled release of The Flash according to sources close to the situation or Warner Brothers is still committed to releasing the $200 million budget tentpole in theaters on June 23rd, or June 2023, I should say, Uh, saying that the film simply costs too much for the studio's scrap entirely, um, and reshooting with a new actor in Miller's role is simply cost prohibitive, and because the actor is virtually in every single scene, also the film likely can't generate the revenues needed to turn a profit without a robust theatrical run. So putting the movie directly on HBO max is also highly unlikely. Um, this is fucking stupid. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm not going to go see it in the theaters cause I don't want to fucking support this man. And we've talked about this before. You are basically making this man out in the forefront, a, I don't I, for the younger people who don't pay attention to the news, like you're making him the, the hero in the story, which he's not a fucking hero. He is a criminal. He is creepy as fuck and he needs to be punished for what he's done.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, while he probably's already gotten his salary, you know, in these superhero movies, they get profit participation. So if you go to the theaters and you see this, he's, and it does well at the box office, he's, he's going to get paid, you know, even more. And, um, um, Look, guys, you know, be sure if you're watching this on the YouTube video right now, subscribe to the channel and ring the bell for notifications because I'm going to be posting a video real soon talking about this very thing. Because, you know, with our company, Crazy Ant Media, and just in general, sometimes, guys, it's not about the fucking bottom line. It's about doing the right thing. And by the way, I call bullshit because too expensive to reshoot there's insurance for that i'm not saying that the insurance would cover the whole cost of having to reshoot everything but it would cover a giant deal of it so this idea that they can't do it is just bullshit and why are you canceling all the other things you've scrapped a shit ton of movies you've scrapped a shit ton of upcoming shows to save money what is the point of saving the money if you can't do the right thing and fix this film Because you know, you get one young kid out there that fucking thinks that it's okay to choke a girl because Flash did it. What do you? I mean, come on, guys. I'm just—I'll have so much more to say about it. I promise. Yes, be sure to like and
0: subscribe so you can get to that video.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dune Part Two. This is another crazy decision. What the fuck is? What is Zasloff and Deluca and all the gang at Warner Brothers thinking? Dune part two, the second chapter in the Warner brothers and legendary sci-fi Epic has been postponed and will now open in theaters on November 17th, 2023, instead of October 20th, 2023. Now, why do I think this is a crazy ass decision and what the fuck are they doing? Because on its new release date, the Dune sequel is scheduled to open in theaters against are you ready? Lionsgate's Hunger Games prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, mm. and Universal's Trolls 3. Mm. Now, Hunger Games and Trolls have been huge. People swarmed to those things. The first Doom did not do so well, guys. Yeah. So is it like a smart move to open it against a juggernaut like Hunger Games or Trolls? Yeah. Warner Brothers also announced that the untitled Godzilla vs. Kong film will be released on March 15th, 2024. Mm. I don't know what that's opening against, right. but, uh, you know, this is just a crazy move. Yeah, that's a bad weekend,
0: man. It's kind of <laughs> like it's kind of <laughs> like releasing Bob's Burgers at the same weekend as Top Gun. Like yeah. I just, You know, you could have chose smarter decisions and different weekends. Yeah, I mean, the Hunger Games prequel is highly anticipated and it's is like a big franchise. I just don't see why they would do this. And uh, honestly, Trolls is a big franchise too. Justin yeah. Timberlake's whole thing, fucking they're killing it. So dumb, man, just absolutely dumb. Well, Euphoria's Eric Dane and Grey's Anatomy's Eric Dane <laughs> will star alongside KJ Apa in the motorcycle racing film One Fast Move. Now oh. from Gulfstream Pictures and... Lube Rolkin Entertainment, uh, which has entered production in Atlanta. The the in-the-action adventure pick from writer-director Kelly Blatt, the Dishonorary Discharged Soldier, who is played by Appa, seeks out his estranged father, who is played by Dane, to help him pursue his dreams of racing uh, super sport motorcycles. Hmm. While training, he meets a small-town aspiring singer who begins to break down the walls of his father's absence and had uh that had built up Gulfstream pictures is providing full financing for the film uh with mike carts and bill Binley producing for the company in association with matt luber and lena rolkin of luber rolkin entertainment so that's very interesting the script must be really good because i mean these are two highly highly named actors right now so we'll see how that goes
1: yeah I, i'm looking forward to it and so now we've established that dane is now in that territory where he's old enough to start playing parents. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, come on, he's still a young guy, guys. He's a young parent, okay? That's, yeah. what, that's what we're going to do. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, this is exciting, has revealed its lineup for this year's San Diego Comic-Con. That's right, they're all returning this time, which, of course, runs in just a couple of weeks, July 21st through the 24th. Now, on the schedule is a panel for the HBO original series House of the Dragon, yes. the prequel, of course, to Game of Thrones. Uh, Warner Brothers Television returns to Hall H with a panel for the new drama The Sandman, which is, of course, based on Neil Gaiman's legendary DC comic, as well as the last ever panel for the CW drama series, Riverdale, because as we've reported on past shows, it's this is it, the last season. Uh, DC activities include a panel with Jim Lee and Friends, deep dives into the dark crisis and comics set in Gotham city and across the DC multiverse, as well as a special advanced screening of the first two episodes of the new season of the adult animated comedy, Harley Quinn mm. and Warner brothers home entertainment will host the world premiere of the original movie green lantern. Beware my power. Warner brothers pictures will announce additional panels at a future date. One that I'm betting is not showing up the flash the flash which is kind of shitty because it would be epic to have keaton's batman there and like all the cool shit but thanks fucking ezra Uh,
0: makes everything so (laughs) fucking difficult man i just uh i cannot freaking stand it everybody's favorite queer supervillain though couple is finally back the first trailer of harley quinn season three has been released with a popular adult animated series set to make its debut on hbo max or made hbo max debut and original on july 28th the new trailer shows harley and ivy causing bloody mayhem together as a couple and yes they've been doing a ton of banging car harley says <laughs> uh they kidnapped amanda waller who's the head of the Suicide Squad and real life director uh James Gunn, who's made a 2021 uh Suicide Squad, has a cameo as he sits on Clayface, who's molded into a chair. The new season will also introduce DC characters like Swamp Thing and the Court of the Owls, and it features an intimate moment between Batman and Catwoman. Oh, man, oh, man, a whole bunch of stuff. I love this show. It's so fucking good. <laughs> so they're
1: not hiding it now. Everybody remember after season one, they were like, stop teasing. Just give it to us. They're a couple. We want them as a couple. <laughs> not only are they a couple, but apparently they're doing a lot of banging. Mm. <laughs> so I love this show. It's so good. For anybody who doesn't know, it's Kaylee Cuoco from Big Bang Theory. You know, Penny, that, that voice is Harley in this thing, and she's fantastic, guys. Um, You know who else is fantastic? Former Supergirl from the CW and the Arrowverse, Melissa Benoist herself. And her production banner, Three Things Productions, have renewed its overall deal with Warner Brothers Television Group. Now, Benoist's new overall deal comes just over a year after she signed her first overall deal with the studio. The former Supergirl star, as I said, has also officially joined the HBO Max series Girls on the Bus. Now, we reported back in February when the series moved from Netflix to HBO Max that Benoist was in talks to reunite with Berlanti Productions for the political campaign drama. Benoist will star as Sadie McCarthy, a journalist who romanticizes Tim Krause's Boys on the Bus book and who scraps her whole life for her own shot at covering a presidential campaign for the paper of record. Now, Sadie hits the trail and eventually bonds with three other female competitors. Despite their differences, these women become found family and front row seat to the greatest soap opera in town, the battle for the White House, Mm. which, of course, this happens during Hillary Clinton's campaign. So that's what it's kind of like all about. So that sounds I'm all in. I love her. I think she's fantastic. I think this is going to be a good show.
0: Yeah, I for sure can see her in that type of role. So, I yeah, I really think it's going to be good. Well, HBO has announced that succession season four is
1: now filming
0: i I know a lot of people saw some like set photos and shit like that yes and new season will consist of 10 episodes with one installment of from the nine or up to one installment from the nine episode third season the first two seasons of succession also ran for 10 episodes each Cast members Brian Cox, Jeremy Strong, Sarah Snook, uh, Kieran Culkin, Alan Ruck, Matthew McFadden, Nicholas Braun, and Jay Smith Cameron are all returning to Season 4. The official synopsis for Succession Season 4 reads, In the 10-episode Season 4, the sale of the median conglomerate uh, Waystar Rocco uh, to tech visionary Lucas Mastin moves ever closer the <gasps> prospects of a, a simic sale provokes uh, existential angst and familial de- uh, division amongst the Roys as they anticipate are yeah anticipate uh, what their lives will look like once the deal is complete uh, the power struggle ensues as the family weighs up for a future where their cultural and political weight is heavily are severely uh, curt
1: railed so i mean it's very insightful. uh yeah let's just say the kids aren't happy dad selling yeah, <laughs> yeah they don't want it they want to keep the company and stay I uh, i love this fucking show i can't wait for it to come back i just uh i'm super excited hey some bad news guys the time traveler's wife has been canceled after only one season at hbo the series was based of course on the book by the same name by audrey Niffenegger. The six-episode first and only season debuted on HBO back in May with the finale airing last week, June 19th. The series starred Rose Leslie as Claire Abshire, Theo James as Henry de Tambo, Desmond Borges as Gomez, and Natasha Lopez as Sharice. Like in the book, the story followed Claire and Henry, a married couple who are separated due to the fact that Henry has a genetic condition that causes him to time travel unpredictably. Mm. You guys have seen the movie also and everything. Hopefully this means that she can go back to the good fight for the final season you know because she hasn't been on and they're ending and wrapping up so maybe she can just go back there i'd love to see her come back to
0: yeah well. for sure for sure well another fan favorite true detective season four has officially been greenlit at hbo oh. with uh Gailey reese now set to star opposite previous announced lead Jodie Foster. There you go. The new season of the Anthology drama was first reported as being in the works at the Premium Cabler in March. Now Reese is a relatively new to acting, uh, having made her on-screen debut back in 2021 film Catch the Fair One. Uh, she also helped develop the story for a film adaptation to playing the lead role. Reese is best known for her time as a professional boxer, having held world championships and multiple weight classes. So that's very interesting. Uh, yeah. like converting. Don't kick my ass. Like
1: no. That. Yeah. Right. Well, I think, well, I think she's going to do some ass kicking though. Clearly. I don't know. Uh, Kirsten Johnson has joined the righteous gemstones for season three at HBO max in a recurring role. Johnson joins previously announced new season three cast member, Steve Zahn in the comedy series. Now Johnson will play may, may, who is said to have a history with the Gemstone family. Further character details are being, of course, kept under wraps. The Righteous Gemstone Seasons 3 will consist of 9 episodes and is currently in production. The well-received comedy was picked up for its third season back in January. So, alright. I'm, I'm down for this. She's
0: great. She's gonna be funny. For sure. It's really good. It's that rude, crude humor. That fucking... Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Danny. Fucking... Yeah, he, they're so good. Um, McBride. There he is. Uh, Wallace Langham has signed on to the cast of Perry Mason season two at HBO max Langham joins the cast that includes returning series stars, Matthew Rise, as well as Julia Relance, uh Chris Chalk, and Daira Kilpatrick, and Eric Lang, amongst many others. Langham is best known for his time on CSI, where he played lab tech David Hodges
1: for the majority of the show's 15 seasons. Facts. So there it is. Yeah, that's good. Uh, guys, by the way, if you haven't checked out Perry Mason on HBO, do it. It's an awesome show. And If you liked the Americans and you like Matthew Rice and everything, yeah, you're going to love that show. It's really good. Uh, more bad news. Why am I delivering all the bad news and all the really stories? <laughs> Tom Swift has apparently been canceled by the CW after one season, guys. The news comes less than a month after the series uh, spin-off, of course, of Nancy Drew premiered on May 31st. Sources close to the project tell us that the decision came down to ratings mm. as the show failed to find an audience via linear TV or streaming. Now, the five episodes of the series that have aired so far have only drawn a 0.1 rating in the coveted 18 to 49 demographic. Yeah, that'll kill you every time, ladies and gents. The news also comes a little over a month after the CW canceled a sizable amount of its originals. Including the new charmed dynasty, Roswell, New Mexico, the 4400 legacies, Naomi, and Batwoman. Uh, well, and um, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, so the guys in <laughs> that's. I mean, it's all but dead. Yeah. And, and and this is probably why, because like we told you back in January, it was announced that Star Media Group is in negotiations uh, with the channel to acquire a sizable stake in it, mm. meaning Warner Media is trying to sell off their stake in it, and, uh, and I'm sure Paramount at some point will also. Uh, and who knows what happens to the Arrowverse or any of these CW shows if that happens, right. but I mean... Who See knows him. man
0: who knows I mean honestly I think the CBW or the CW should just be out of the way. Yeah. Just
1: bring the Arrowverse or any surviving DC comic shows over to HBO and just, you know, and let it be exactly. Cause I mean,
0: Paramount has their own thing going too. So it makes no sense. Uh, Paramount now, uh, Taylor Sheridan is stepping up as showrunner on his Paramount plus series. Loneliness, uh, Thomas, (laughs) lioness, lioness, not loneliness. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, Thomas Brady was originally attached as showrunner and was presented throughout the show's writer's room But once the writer's room wrapped, sources say that creative differences led to uh, producers and Brady agreeing to part ways amicably. Uh, Production on the show is slated to begin September. Now, the show stars Zoe Saldana and uh, Lisa Del Olorilla now it is based on a real CIA program in which women were trained to infiltrate terrorist and criminal networks so that's very interesting that's very much right up his
1: alley oh hell yeah it's gonna be good I mean look he created it who's to say he can't be the showrunner he can do whatever he wants exactly also stars Jill Wagner the lovely Jill Wagner so I'm excited about that uh here we go again why women kill has been (laughs) cancelled if you want to know what's been cancelled just ask me why women kill has been cancelled at Paramount Plus after two seasons the cancellation comes despite the fact that the show was renewed for a third season in december now the show originally launched in 2019 when paramount plus was still known as cbs all access with season two airing between june and july of 2021 well i guess didn't nowadays it doesn't matter if they say you're renewed they can just change their mind and just like
0: exactly it's crazy man Well, wife and husband team Rebecca Romagen and Jerry O'Connell will host CBS's upcoming reality series, The Real Love Boat. Inspired by the 70s scripted series, The Love Boat, The Real Love Boat is a dating show that sees contestants mingling on luxury cruise ships sailing through the Mediterranean. Uh, The Real Love Boat is set to premiere October 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS following their freaking lead ship right now uh, Survivor and leading into The Amazing Race
1: so I mean that's a great time slot to have because those are two big shows oh yeah to be sandwiched in the middle is like this. see now that is smart programming it is that's that's how you do it guys if you want a show to succeed put it in between two juggernauts that's all I'm saying Uh, jumping over to NBC Universal the box office resurgence looks to continue this weekend thanks to Universal's minions the rise of Gru the fifth installment of the popular Despicable Me franchise of course, is setting off fireworks at the 4th of July box office already and is now projecting a $129.2 million opening over the four-day holiday weekend. On a three-day scale, the Despicable Me prequel looks to bring in about $109.4 million. That number would mark the highest domestic opening for an animated film since 2019's Frozen 2, representing a huge bounce back for the family-friendly films after the lockdown due, of course, to COVID-19. Now the film opened to a huge 10.75 million on Thursday night previews from 3,350 theaters in North America. It then expanded to 4,391 theaters yesterday. The film is headed for a first place finish while successfully fending off holdover titles like Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, Jurassic World Dominion, Top Gun: Maverick, and Lightyear. So it's beating down some heavy hitters to take the number one spot.
0: Yeah, and I mean it's set to bring in a good amount of
1: money which is very
0: surprising it's, like you it, said like yeah. that's insane
1: i mean guys it's well overperforming. it was only supposed to bring in 65 to 75 million so that's like almost 30 million over what it was projected to do yeah exactly
0: i looked yesterday and it was like top 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 was like 77 million yeah but now like go cracking 100 like that's insane. Good yeah. for them, man. That's awesome. Well, NBC's slate of fall 2022 premiere dates was announced today, showcasing a new returning favorites. Among the lineup are two new series to the network, Quantum Leap and Lopez versus Lopez. Now, here is the full schedule. Now, on Thursday, September 8th from 8:15 to 11 30 p.m., obviously, Sunday night football. There you go. NFL game. Now, this one is going to kick off with Buffalo Bills versus the Los Angeles select
1: Rams. Ooh, and then on Friday, September 9th, from 8 to 10 p.m., you've got the Capital One College Bowl, which is exciting. Very. And Sunday, September 11th, from
0: 8.15 to 11.30, you have Sunday night football, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Dallas Cowboys. my
1: boys. All right, Friday, September 16th, from 9 to 11, Dateline NBC returns. Mm-hmm.
0: Monday 19th, uh, you got
1: at 8 p.m., you got The Voice. At 10 p.m., you got Quantum Leap. Then on Tuesday, on the 20th, at 8 p.m., you've got the return of The Voice with or without Kelly Clarkson. Rumors right. are they're trying, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. And then at 10 p.m., of course, you've got New Amsterdam.
0: And you got Dick Wolf Wednesdays <laughs> that's coming back September 21st, 8 p.m., Chicago Med. 9 p.m. Chicago Fire, 10 p.m. Chicago PD.
1: But Wednesday isn't all he's got. Dick Will Thursday takes off at 8 p.m. on the 22nd with Law & Order, 9 p.m. with Law & Order SVU, and 10 p.m. with Law & Order Organized Crime. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And then
0: Saturdays are very bipolar because you get at 9 p.m. Dateline Weekend Mystery And then you switch it up to, at 10 p.m., SNL Vintage. Oh. Right?
1: Okay. That sounds interesting. (laughs) Tuesday, September 27th, we're going to see the return of La Brea at 9 p.m. That's very exciting. Mm -hmm. And then
0: on Friday, November 4th at 8 p.m., we finally get to see Lopez versus Lopez. I always thought that George Lopez did very well in this type of format, so it's going to be very interesting to see. And a fan favorite of mine is 8.30 p.m.'s The Young Rock. I'm excited for that one to come back as well.
1: All right. Now, here's what wasn't on the schedule, but at some point it's going to be put in, I'm guessing, mid-season. That's because NBC has ordered two seasons of Magnum P.I. following the drama's cancellation at CBS in May after a four-season run. The broadcaster has ordered 20 new episodes of Magnum P.I. with an option for more and intends to break those 20 episodes up between seasons five and six mm. so there you go we're seeing a lot of this lately of picked up shows being saved getting shortened seasons but you know i hopefully netflix has an option to, for more on manifest i don't know but yeah we're seeing sure. this a lot yeah so.
0: agreed well nbc has also announced that john ham will be featured as a celebrity guest in the premiere yes. game show revival of password Now, based on the original show, which ran from 1961 to 1975, uh, which has been revived several forms since then, FastWord pits two teams compete against each other, others as they solve word puzzles using one-word clues, and the team that solves the puzzle ultimately takes home $25,000. Each team consists of a contestant and a celebrity guest player with executive producer Jimmy Fallon leading one team and rotating guests leading the other. Now the series premiere will see Fallon compete against ham in an episode dedicated to Betty white. That's nice. Mm-hmm. And a frequent player of the original password and the wife of the show's original host, uh, Alan Luden. So that's yep. very cool. I hope, I also hope that, uh, Jimmy Fallon's show that, um, he had celebrity guests comes back on the, the music one. Yeah. That one yeah. Is really good.
1: He's, he's carving out a notch because I he think is. he knows at some point, you know, the tonight show things got to, you know, so yeah. he's doing well for sure uh nbc has also ordered eight episodes of surviving earth an unscripted series about how life not only survived during the cataclysmic events of the prehistoric era but thrived the series aims to find what lessons can be learned from past mass extinctions each hour long episode will use digital technology to visualize prehistoric landscapes and events including meteor falls eruptions supervolcanoes, volcanoes boiling seas And moving land. Ah, You mean the seven continents weren't like always separated? Right. (laughs) Right. They broke apart. What?
0: Exactly, man. History, people. History. (laughs) And I'm sure if a lot of you watch, scroll through TikTok, a lot of people don't even know how many continents or even what continents are. (laughs) So it's fucking crazy. (laughs) But this is really cool. To raise funds and awareness for the war in Ukraine, NBC will air a primetime special, Ukraine Answering the Call, featuring an address from the president, uh, of Ukraine on July 3rd at 7 pm. Ukraine at answering the call aims to respond to previous comments from the President who has challenged Americans to speak up about the war. The hour-long special will also feature appearances from Jose Andreas, uh, John Basti, Kristen bale Brandy Carlo, uh, Brian Cox, Jeff Daniels, uh, Vera Formorga, uh gina hetty alicia keys um alicia keys simi lu uh julian moore brad paisley rosie perez and additional broadway stars rachel bay jones brenda braxton liz Callaway, lila crawford jawan crawley jose lenia uh beth malone Angie McDarrell. Uh, it's just so many people man it's gonna be crazy and they will perform a rendition of what the world needs now is love, which was oft used as the message of peace during the Vietnam War. So yes. that's that's gonna be good.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be really good. And kudos, I, I you know, it's the right thing to do. Uh-huh the right thing to do simon Helberg is the latest addition to the cast of natasha leone in ryan johnson's peacock series poker face now as we've told you leone will star in the series which sources say will follow a procedural format and see leone's character working to solve different murders in each episode further details around the plot and the characters are being of course kept under wraps Hellberg joins a cast that is already includes people like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Benjamin Bratt, Stephanie Hsu, David Constantina, Jameel Jamil, and Tim Meadows among many others. Now Hellsberg, of course is best known for playing Howard Wolowitz on the 12 seasons of CBS's big huge hit sitcom, The Big Bang.
0: Theory. That's awesome. They're all doing pretty well they after are. the show ended, so that's awesome. Uh, well, David Arquette and Elizabeth Marvel had the latest additions to the cast of Damian Lindoffs and and Tara Hernandez Peacock drama series, Mrs. Davis. In addition to Athena Jones and has onboarded the series as an executive producer and direct multiple episodes, Arquette and Marvel will reoccur in the series, joining previously announced cast members Betty Kiplin, Jake McDorman, Andy McQueen, Ben Chaplin, and Margaret Martindale. Now, uh, exact plot details are being kept under wraps, aside from the fact that the show is described as an exploration of faith versus technology. Uh, It was previously reported that Gilpin uh, will play a nun who battles an artificial intelligence in the show. So that's very interesting.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Moving on to my theme of this week's show, cancellations, the Field of Dreams TV adaptation is apparently no longer moving forward at Peacock. Uh, that sucks. Universal Television is currently shopping the project to other outlets. Now, the show adaptation of the 1989 movie was ordered straight to series at Peacock back in August of last year. This is now the second high profile uh, project from a producer under a rich overall deal to get the plug pulled in the past month. Of course, earlier in June, HBO announced it was not moving forward with it. it's J.J. Abrams' original sci-fi series Demonde. The show was rumored to have a significant price tag attached at the time when newly merged Warner Brothers Discovery was looking to, of course, cut costs. I'm sure this might be the same reason that uh, Universal is now deciding. It's probably pretty pricey.
0: Oh yeah, for sure, man. I'm not surprised by it at all. Uh, Well, Sony, if they're not talking about Spider-Man, they're talking about Jumanji. I looked that up on the internet. I was like, what other shit has Sony put out? Oh, just Jumanji. Jumanji and Spider-Man, but mostly Spider-Man. Emma Roberts has been cast in Madam Web in the latest movie uh, set at Sony's universe of Marvel characters, the Dactor is joining the star stubbed ensemble, which includes Dakota Johnson as the title hero and Euphoria Breakout star Sydney Sweeney yes. in the, uh, un- the undisclosed role, as previously announced. Uh, Castilla O'Connor from Ghostbusters Afterlife, Isabella Marcid from Door the Lost uh, City of Gold, and Tahar Rahim uh, from the uh, Mordatarian. Uh, rounded out the call sheet. Madam Web is Sony's first modern comic book adaptation to feature a female in the title role. So we're very excited to see what they do next with it.
1: Yes. And speaking of the sequel to 2021's hit movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife, guess what? It's getting a sequel, and it's set for December 20th of 2023. Now, of course, no plot details for the new film have been announced, but the sequel will feature the characters of Ghostbusters Afterlife, and they'll be back in New York City. Mm. Oh, that's kind of cool. And the Ghostbusters Firehouse home base after Afterlife move the action, of course, to a small town in Oklahoma. As of now, there's no news regarding which of the cast members will return, but I'm assuming all of them. Yeah, (laughs) you would
0: really hope so. I'm assuming the kids. The only one I'm curious about is paul rudd i mean we saw that the he got together with the mom at the end of it so i mean we'll see we'll see for sure ernie hudson i think he's gonna be leading the kids like yeah for sure uh well russell crowe has signed on signed on to star in julius avery's film the pope's exorcist for screen gems the supernatural thriller will have the academy award winner play father gabriel morth a legendary Italian priest who performed over 100,000 exorcisms for the Vatican, drawing in his international best-selling memoirs, an exorcist telling his story, and an exorcist more stories. Uh, Father Amorth, who died in 2016, left behind a troth of additional accounts of his exploits, pulling the devil out of people all over the world. Now, Screen Gems will acquired his life rights for the project along with his uh, memoirs, of course, so that makes sense. I mean, people love this type of shit, so I think it's going to do really well. Well,
1: yeah, and I mean, a true story. They tend to do well lately at the box office. Yeah. So we'll see. Hey, let's jump to Lionsgate. Jason Schwartzman is the latest addition to the cast of Lionsgate's Hunger Game prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. He joins an ensemble led by Tom Blythe and Rachel Ziegler, which also includes Josh Andrus Rivera, Hunter Schaefer, Jerome Lance, Ashley Liao, Knox Gibson, Mackenzie Lansing, Ammar Hussein, Nick Benson, Laurel Marsden, Lily Cooper, Luna Steeples, and Haraki Berkhoff. As previously announced, Schwartzman will play Lucretius Lucky Finkerman, the host of the 10th Hunger Games and ancestor to Caesar Finkelman, who would become the voice of Pan Am. Oh. That's going to be exciting.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, Ms. L- Izzy, Mikael Small, and Joey Phillips have joined the cast of Stars Outlander for season oh. seven. The pair will play brother and sister Rachel Hunter and Dr. Denzel Hunter, respectively. Fans of the book series will be familiar with these two characters. Rachel and Denzel are Quakers whose quiet country life is changed when young Ian arrives at their farm with a sick and injured William Ranson. Markel Small and Phillips join previously announced recur- our returning cast uh, Catatrona Belfay, Samuel Hewn, uh, Sophie Skelton, uh, Richard Rackin, and Bell. Production on Season 7 began in Scotland, in April, So I know a lot of people are excited about that one.
1: Yeah, that's a big one. I haven't watched it at all. I haven't I mean, either. It, a lot of people love that. Uh, Power Book 4 Force Season 2. It stars as added four new cast members. Carmela Zubando from Chicago uh, PD. Miriam H. Hyman from The She and La Laundry Mat. Uh, Manuel Eduardo Ramirez from Snowfall. And Adrian Walker from Law and Order Organized Crime mm-hmm. will all join the new season of the show as series regulars. So not even guests are like series regulars. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Heading over to AMC and we are talking about the television station. AMC announced that comedy legend Carol Burnett will appear as a guest star in oh. the sixth and final season of better call Saul <laughs> portraying a character named Marion. Uh, it is unclear at this point how Marion fits in the dominant uh, of the community complicated journey and transformation of the series. Anti-hero Jim McGill. Bob Odenkirk into uh, Albuquerque's notorious criminal lawyer, Saul Goodman life. Now, in addition to Burnett as previously announced, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul will appear in better call Saul season ticks as reprising their role as uh breaking bad stars walter white and jesse pinkman respectively as the show draws to its conclusion this one uh, i mean i'm honestly surprised that it's lasted this long this is probably one of the more successful spinoffs that we've seen in the last decade so.
1: absolutely I, you know, carol burnett that's what? awesome I, I, yeah I, I, that was that's a legend i would love to interview For oh sure. my gosh if we could get carol burnett that would be Freaking amazing. Epic. I just can't even imagine. All right, jumping in Netflix. After four weeks in the number one position of Netflix's top 10 chart, season four of Stranger Things has finally slipped from the top spot, guys. Sorry, sorry. Season three of the Umbrella Academy took that position during its June 20th through 26th viewing window, having premiered on June 22nd. The series was watched by $124.5 million hours in its first five days of availability on the streamer the umbrella academy first debuted of course on netflix in 2019 the series follows a group of young superhero siblings with season three centering on the umbrella academy's conflict with a new group called the sparrow academy while an unidentified destructive entity is wreaking havoc in the universe very
0: interesting this is one that i keep thinking about jumping on but i just never have the time to (laughs) same but don't worry guys stranger things is still rocking and rolling the netflix has hit series Series has broken the Nielsen streaming record for the most viewed program in a single week, according to the measurement company's newly released streaming top 10 records. Now, the science fiction drama was viewed for 7.2 billion minutes between May 30th and June 5th, which was season four, volume one's first full week of availability, easily landing in the number one position on the chart. Previously holding that was Tiger King and Ozark uh, that crossed 5 billion minutes viewed in one week, both reaching that milestone in March of 2020, actually. The premiere uh, weekend of Season 4, Volume 2, also landed at number one between May 27th debut and the end of the viewing window uh, on May 29th. The series brought in about 5.1 billion minutes viewed, and I'm betting that is also going to get uh revised or in the next one because of volume two that's dropping
1: that everybody's talking about for sure for sure i mean it's a hit no matter what and, sure. and there's another season coming there's one more that's gonna be exciting uh this is exciting netflix looks to be re- reuniting with some familiar faces as sources say the streamers come on to joe and anthony russo's next directing feature the electric state which has, are you ready? Millie Bobby Brown, of course, uh, set to star. Now, rumors surfaced earlier this year that Chris Pratt was also in talks to co-star. While a deal hasn't closed, sources say Pratt is remaining in talks to board the project. The film is based on an adaptation of the illustrated novel by Simon Stallenberg and is set in a retro futuristic past where an orphan teenager, which would be played by Brown traverses the American West with a sweet but mysterious robot and an eccentric drifter in search of her younger brother. I'm guessing the Mm. drifter would be Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm currently binge watching uh, the OC now. I'm like in season four, the final season of it, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt popped up. No idea. He, he's like he's like a tree hugger. He's all like trying to save. Like, I could see. Like I mean, I, I was like, oh okay. Who hasn't been on that show? It's like apparently everybody went through that fucking show. I that is
0: hilarious. And some more exciting news. I'm I'm pumped to see this. Cameron Diaz is officially coming out of retirement. Yeah, the 49 year old actress who stepped back from Hollywood in 2018 will star alongside Jamie Foxx in Netflix's action comedy. Back in action now. The project reunited Diaz and Fox. They worked together on 1999 sports drama uh, Any Given Sunday and 2014's mm-hmm. Annie remake, which was Diaz's final film. Uh, before retiring plot details are being kept under wraps Netflix has not yet released a date for this one but production is expected to begin later this year but that's very exciting because she was honestly she reigned in the late 1990s to the early 2000s like she was fucking everywhere she was killing
1: it oh yeah and I mean it's good to see her coming back you yeah. know hopefully she'll stay around for a while yeah uh, the Netflix action comedy series obliterated from the creators of Cobra Kai has found its first two cast members apparently nick zano and shelly hennig are set to star in the series which was picked up at netflix in may after originally being ordered a series at tbs but zasloff <laughs> cut that shit the show tells the story of an elite special forces team who thwarts the deadly threat to las vegas after a celebratory party filled with booze drugs and sex the team discovers that it's bomb they deactivated was a fake. The now intoxicated team has to find through impairments, overcome their personal issues and find the real bomb and save the world. That's a lot. That sounds hilarious, <laughs> though, yeah, honestly. Right?
0: That's hilarious. I can't wait. Now, Amazon Prime Video has released the first trailer uh, for the ripped-from-the-headlines drama 13 Lives. Now, this is Ron Howard's upcoming film from... Or, actually, Ron Howard's upcoming film about 2018's family Cave Rescue. Virgo Morstan and Colin Farrell lead the ensemble cast as Rick Staten and John Valentin, uh the British cave divers who volunteered their expertise to find the members of the junior football team who were trapped for 18 days Mm -hmm. in Thailand's Tham Long Nang's non-cave. Now the trailer promises that audiences will witness the greatest rescue the world has ever seen as footage shows the young boys entering the cave system on a whim. Now only to become embalmed by the powerful rushing water that floods it Previously dated for November 18th of 2022. The MGM movie is now under the Amazon umbrella after the company closed the eight point five billion
1: dollar acquisition of the historic film studio back in March, as we told you on the show. As such. I mean the the real true story was riveting. So I think and it's come on, it's Ron Howard. So you know this is gonna be pretty Super, super pumped about this one because anybody who knows me for any period of time over my life, I was a huge fan of this show. I was a huge fan of Alyssa Milano crushing on her my whole childhood. Probably still crushing on her if I'm being honest. The Who's the Boss sequel series has found a home. The project reuniting original stars Tony Danza and the one only Alyssa Milano and executive produced by Norman Lear has landed at Amazon Freebie for development. Uh, Danza and Molno are set to reprise their roles as Tony and Samantha Maselli. Set 30 years after the events of the original series, the sequel will focus on former Major League Baseball player and retired housekeeper Tony Maselli and his relationship with his daughter, Samantha. She is now a single mother living in the family house. The new comedy will explore generational differences as well as opposing worldviews and parenting styles with the dynamic of a modern family in 2022. Now, the original Who's the Boss ran for eight seasons and 196 episodes uh way back on ABC from 1984 when I was a wee 14-year-old uh through 1992. And Drew, get this, guys. Here's the difference between TV then and now. It drew more than 30 million viewers a week. You're lucky if you can get five now 30 million it was nominated for 10 emmy awards and obviously became a syndication staple which still is people still find it and watch it i'm pumped about it
0: for sure man for sure well the fallout tv series adaptation at amazon has been adding people like left and right kyle mcclandon uh, Axel Mendez Jones, Aaron Motin are also cast as series regulars. The nice. trio joined previously announced cast members Ella Purnell and Walton Goggins in the series version of the popular video game franchise. As with past casting announcements, exact details on who the new additions will be playing are, of course, being kept under those wraps. Damn, so, I know they never ah. stop.
1: All right. So Amazon's Thursday Night Football. Yes, Amazon's. You've heard us talk about it on the show in the past. It's now on Amazon. Uh, they're build, building their team, apparently, continuing the tape shape with tech giant. Uh, let's see, Carissa Thompson, a veteran of ESPN and Extra, will apparently be the main wraparound studio host for the premiere of the NFL Telecast. Now, Thompson will lead Amazon's uh Thursday night football pregame, halftime, and postgame coverage. Joining analysts Richard Sherman, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Tony Gonzalez. Thompson will also continue to work for. Fox Sports hosting its Fox NFL kickoff show. Now, as we've told you on past shows, Amazon will become the exclusive home for NFL's Thursday primetime games this fall after multiple years of sharing rights with Fox, NFL Network, and NBC. The multi-billion dollar deal is the biggest by far on streaming for sports, putting America's most popular TV programming exclusively on a streaming service. Mm,
0: That's going to be very interesting. I can't wait to see how all that turns out because they've been shelling out a lot lot of money for this shit so we will see and with like especially the talent the announcers like crazy well, Michaela Cole, John Tirito, uh, and Paul Dano are joining the Mr. and Mrs. Smith series oh. at Amazon. The trio joined previously announced series lead Donald Glover and Maya Eskine, uh, who will star in the title roles. Exact character details uh, for the other three actors are being kept under wraps, aside from the fact that they will appear in guest starring roles. <laughs> so not a lot of info.
1: No, uh, uh, not a lot of info. Yeah. Okay, let's go on over and take a bite out of Apple. Apple has struck a multi year first look deal with Animal Pictures, which, of course, is the production company run by Maya Rudolph, Natasha Leone, and Danielle Renfrew Beans. The announcement of the deal comes after the premiere of Loot, the Apple comedy series in which Rudolph stars and executive produces. Now, under the terms of the deal, Apple will now have a first look at all series and digital features developed and produced by Animal Pictures. So, there you go. There you go. I mean, Natasha
0: Leone's been very busy. She has been. Uh, David Leo. Uh, is set to star in a dramedy series that is nearly a pickup order at apple um the show is titled government cheese and it is based (laughs) on a short film of the same name made by paul hunter government cheese follows hampton chambers a man recently released from prison who struggles to keep his criminal past at bay and win back his family all while processing moments of a divine intervention that seem to happen with increasing frequency. Mm. So
1: that, that sounds interesting. That really does sound interesting. Okay. Uh, Apple's upcoming live action series about Godzilla and the Titans has added... Its first five cast members, Anna Sawai, uh, Ren Watabi, Kiersey Clemens, Joe Tippett, and Elisa Lewowski have all joined the Untitled series. Now, in the show, following the thunderous battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco and the shocking new reality that monsters are... (gasps) Real one family shocking new reality uh journeys them to uncover its buried secrets and a legacy linking them to the secret organization known as Monarch.
0: Mm. Very oh. interesting. Well, that's it, guys. That is your entertainment news of the week. Man, oh, man. It was a lot. It was a lot. But we want to know what's your favorite story. What are you most excited about? What do you think about the Flash shit? All the good stuff. Be sure to comment below and leave a rating on our podcast platform. Yes. The stars and comments really help on the podcast platforms. Uh, now it's time for the top five segment. And this week, if you guys are new to the show, we are giving you some stuff that, you know, you can go back and watch or listen to and all the good stuff but this week it's fan favorite or our favorite it cat podcast moments we've been doing this like i said for almost five years and uh man oh man it's been it's been an amazing ride and honestly this week like we are freaking all tied up like normally we have different things that we say we like or don't like or are different things on our list but this week i mean these are the top five definitive moments that have
1: impacted us and the show <laughs> for sure. Man, now, know. number five is the, the epitome of the reason why we have an E next to the show, Seriously, because this interview with real life married couple, Ella Thomas and Ryan Krause, who were on to talk about their uh, internet show during quarantine called quarantine uh, was gotta be one of the most fun interviews we have ever done, but uh, also got, very very sexually explicit um when talking about a scene that they were doing on the on the show that they were working on but they're a real life married couple so it it kind of worked over into real life and they were practicing and um let's just say the scene involved the back door yeah and um it was the male taking it in the back door from the female and they were using a popsicle. Mm. Um, mm. This <laughs> is like, you guys have to go back and listen to this interview. First of all, they've got to be the most adorable couple ever. Yeah. they—they're they, just amazing people. They're both ridiculously talented, but this just shows like how much fun they have together and how just open and in love they are. And we couldn't help but. <laughs> Like just I, I was just blown away at yeah. how where it went, where the conversation went. It was so freaking crazy.
0: Yeah, I was definitely not expecting all of that. Um, there was so many innuendo jokes that just it felt like they would not stop. Like you would <laughs> say one, they would say one, and then like it was it was absolutely wild. It was a great show, though. I feel like a lot of people will really enjoy that one. It was a great quarantine show, too, because a lot of people were just trying to figure out what to do and so this it was on Instagram they would do like Instagram skits uh, over Zoom and like they did it very creatively they really did um that's on episode 116 so go back and check that one out yes um, number 4 for us is the one and only Spencer Garrett everybody knows him everybody loves him he's been in everything been <laughs> in everything uh, this is back in the early days of it cat podcast and uh, he invited us to a huge event for his podcast called America 2.0 about basically the country and what we're living in right now. politics wise, not like COVID none of that stuff, but like it was very, it's a very inspiring podcast. So you should go back and listen to it. Patrick J Adams is the title character uh, from suits. You guys know him as Mike. uh, He's making a great run on Broadway right now, but he invited us to this special event out in Los Angeles to the, microsoft center man oh man like big ass fucking amazing place and we got to just enjoy a night with some amazing individuals and i'll say it made lifelong friends
1: oh absolutely and uh, guys at the time this podcast was the number one podcast in the country yeah it was on the top billing of of apple Podcasts. i mean this thing was huge and patrick j adams Shanola hampton uh ming na wen just like the cast in this thing was freaking insane and so uh created brilliantly by um by uh j.s Myank and david carlisle and uh cast by our friend jeremy gordon and of course spencer garrett was uh executive producer and a star in it and just guys to be able to be brought out to that red carpet event it was just an amazing to stand on the red carpet with all these amazingly talented people jack coleman i just keep thinking of all the stars that were there that we got to become friends with and and Here's the crazy part. This is the kind of guy that Spencer Garrett is. He's he's such a, a a wonderful human being that while they're there, they're doing, they're talking up America 2.0, and they're talking about this event and and all this stuff. He takes a moment to point us out in the crowd and calls out our name and like yeah. I mean, it was such an amazing moment, you know. To to and for him, it, he didn't have to do that. I mean, we were just there as guests. Um, it was amazing. It, 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 I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was something for sure a night we'll never forget.
0: No, we really won't. And uh, it's actually a double feature on that episode. It's episode 39, and you get to hear from J.S. Myonk and Spencer Garrett. So that's a great freaking show for you guys to go back and listen to.
1: Spencer talks about uh, a time that he worked with um, Brad Pitt. Yeah, that, That's a story you don't want to miss. Yeah,
0: exactly, <laughs> man. Exactly.
1: Uh, number three. Was um, it, it's we have a couple of firsts on this list, and this was a first that happened to us that we were kind of like, Whoa, wait a minute, what is happening right now? That is when Jay Alex Brinson from All Rise, Luke. Oh my gosh, if you guys, by the way, thank you, Oprah, thank you, Oprah, thank you, Oprah, <laughs> for saving this show and bringing it back. And this season, Luke's storyline, my man, Jay Alex is just killing it. This is so good, y'all. Um, but anyway, Jay Alex came on. And we got into a really deep conversation with Jay Alex about all kinds of stuff. But for the first time ever, we're doing the interview and we're, you know, we're talking, we're having a good time. We're asking some questions and, and Jay Alex decides just to flip it. And he asks us all of a sudden why we do what we do and our backgrounds and how we got started. And we're like, well, wait a minute! Right. Wait, all of a sudden, we're the guests, and Jay Alex is interviewing us. Yeah. And it was um one of those oh moments where you know it's like wow, not only is this guy just awesome, and he's talking about all this stuff, and he's telling us about his life and everything, but he genuinely wants to know about our lives and exactly. who we are and how we got started. and that's amazing that you know and and what an incredible human being and obviously we've kept in touch and 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 talked to him and just like how awesome was that though yeah it was
0: really cool asking us like why we do what we do and we got to go into our backstories a little bit because you know before that i feel like we weren't really personal on the podcast yeah We, we didn't really let anybody into our lives but then we got to you know, start to open up a little bit, do more top fives that we can talk about our lives a little bit more. And I just thought it was really special, special interviews, very intelligent individual that, you know, helped us expand everybody's horizons. That episode is uh, 129. Yeah. So a thank example.
1: you, Jay Alex, for getting us more personal. Exactly. Yeah. It's all you, buddy. <laughs>
0: exactly. We appreciate that one. But this next one, our number two <laughs> most memorable moment, our number four two most favorite moment is John Papsidera, legendary casting director of things like The Dark Knight, Yellowstone, uh, Honey Boy, all these fucking amazing films. like, Like, yeah. And TV shows. He did his research on us. When we were interviewing him, he brought out like a whole bunch of different stuff like he fucking quoted some shit from like your first movie yeah
1: he called out my my role of jasper in uncle sydney and the mexicans and he and and you know yeah the fact that he even knew that i was in a movie and that he knew my character name and the law, i was just blown away yeah and i i was so into the conversation it i didn't even realize he said it and then it hit and i was like wait a minute hold yeah. on like it was crazy
0: yeah because he did it very sly he, he did. did it very he sly did. and then of course we start talking about the dark night and in my bio I reference Heath Ledger and how the dark Knight is one of the films that made me want to become a filmmaker and he drops that knowledge that he already knew that and he thought that was amazing and I was like oh man but this guy is a lifelong friend I love having him come on the show he's like we can talk to him literally all day
1: oh literally I mean it, it, we all <laughs> feel bad every time we have to cut short yeah. because because we're time limited by because I I mean I just want to get together with this guy in person, literally and just like spend an afternoon talking to him because yeah. it would be absolutely amazing. One of the nicest guys truly you will ever meet. That's the everybody on this list Ella and Ryan, Spencer, uh, Jay Alex, John some of the nicest people literally you will ever have the opportunity to meet in your life if you do. It, they're amazing, amazing people. Um, Yeah. So Jay Alex gets us more personal. John Papsadera flips it on us and says, hey, you're not the only guys who research. It's exactly. Like, it's so
0: but that crazy. first John Papsadera interview is on 174. That's what we're referencing. But we just had him back on a couple weeks ago. So you can go back and listen to our second interview with him as well. Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, uh, the number one is hilarious and you woo! literally can't find it anywhere because it's something that like I think it was before we were doing videos or it was like an in-between period when we weren't doing videos and uh it was like literally our first legendary guest that we ever had on yeah the mister the fucking legend rest in peace Ed Asner, Edward Asner from Mary Tyler Moore and Lou Grant and so many other things. Cobra Kai, Santa um, in Elf, <laughs> Elf. Um, like- literally this is when we had multiple people on the podcast, not just us uh, trying to interview him anyway. But we were so scared. We were terrified. And of course, you know, he can talk at any <laughs> point
1: in time. Yeah, let me, there were like- six of us. Five of us were terrified and not wanting to talk. No. Not all six. Don't let him lie to you. He was scared.
0: He just knows how to get out of situations. Well, yeah, nervous.
1: I I wouldn't say scared, nervous, because this guy, SAG president, five-time Golden Globe to say a oh, first person, to, oh, only person to win an Emmy for playing the same character in a comedy. And a, I mean, legend.
0: Yeah. Right. Legend. But like literally he normally when we were before I could carry an interview, when I was a very anxious human being, <laughs> I, he would like basically think about it like a volleyball. He would toss it up for me to spike it. And, I didn't know how to fucking spike this one. So I was absolutely terrified. There was awkward silence. I was started to sweat all this shit. And I was just like a nice big fuck you, bro. Like I do not, I can't, I, there's, there's no words coming out of my mouth. So I think, the reason that's number one is because it shows the evolution of the show and how the show has changed from being seven or eight people talking about the entertainment industry to down to two people. And just, you know, it's just, we found our groove. We It shows how we found our groove, who we are now, how more comfortable we've got. We've gotten better with interviews. We've gotten better questions. We like to mix it up a little bit off the fly. Like, I mean, I'll be honest with you. We don't even really have to fucking read people's bios anymore. We can just kind of go off of what they've been in and kind of just have it like a normal conversation. And I think this was the start of you Know building something great, so that's why I wanted to put it as number one.
1: Yeah, uh, Ed was um, definitely a very interesting uh interview. I mean, it is something that I will genuinely never forget in my life. Yeah, uh, it was um, but yeah, if you listen to the interview, <laughs> it's, it's only me, yeah, you'll, you'll only hear me. Um, well, but to be fair, that's probably the way it is through episode one
0: to at least like. 35 yeah yeah
1: yeah but you guys have all grown immensely and and just like uh, it's amazing to watch the evolution and and now be able to do what we do the way that we do it now but um look ed esner is not a guy that you that's easy you know he 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 was a legend he knew he was a legend and he was a man of uh you know and uh so yeah it took it took some um It took some, some, I don't know how to describe it. It just took a lot to be able to interview him. Yeah. But, um, you know, not only to look back in the evolution of the show, like you just described and all of the kind of cool stuff, but to look back now and know that we were fortunate enough to have one of the very last interviews with Ed Asner before he passed is just an amazing, amazing thing. Um, you know, something, uh, how can, how can we, you know, I put that way up there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, And just for me, like I, Ed Asner and I had the opportunity to, to talk to, uh, and, and speak and have a wonderful chat with Mary Tyler Moore. And like, had anybody told me I would have both Lou Grant and Mary Tyler Moore, like no fucking way. And yet there we were. And, um, I don't know. It was, it was, it was just an amazing, I please go listen to the interview because it's an amazing interview and you'll see just like you said, like that. To hear is just an amazing jump over like three years. It's yeah. amazing. It's absolutely wild.
0: But man, oh man, we've had a lot of fun during our 200 episodes that we've been doing. It's absolutely beautiful. So go back and listen to ones that pop out to you. We'd like to leave little descriptions and read what is interesting. And yeah,
1: tell us what your favorite moments of It Cap Podcast are. We love it. We love it. You know, honorable mention, Mr. Feeney. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how Almost Bonnie Bartlett and, and, and William Daniels, just like amazing. That was an awesome interview as well, which was one of those moments where like, yeah, I got to put it on the list, but we can only do five. Yeah, so exactly. Just honorable mention because that was epic as well.
0: For sure, man. For sure. Well, last week's box office recap, Elvis came out at number 1. There was a lot of people talking about the battle between The King and The Maverick. Yes. Well, The King came out on top with 31.2 million. Maverick, Top Gun, came out at number 2 with 29.6. It'll probably still be number 2 this week. Uh Jurassic World Dominion came at number 3 with 26.7. The Black Phone came at number 4 with 23.6, and Lightyear came at number 5. With with 18.2.
1: Mm, I think you're right. I saw just before doing the show here that it's Top Gun is only going to see a 9% drop from last Literally. week, and it will make something in the $20 million. So it likely will hold on to number two. I think so, man. I think so. And new movies coming
0: out. Uh, Minions, obviously. The Rise of Gru, like we've been talking about. Mr. Malcolm's List, uh, the Rocketerian, uh, the nabombi M- M- effect, Attack on Finland, and Most Guys Are Losers. Those that are at select cinemas and i'm sure a lot of females would agree
1: with that one uh yeah good luck finding any of those though because all the big movies are on all the screens yeah for sure for sure
0: well movies you can still go see right now doctor strange in the multiverse of madness or you can just stream it on disney plus yes uh everything everywhere all at once which i still heard is very very
1: good Mm -hmm. uh
0: the bob's burgers movie and the bad guys which is now on peacock so you don't have to go see that one true what the fuck
1: was jug jug geo
0: no idea no no idea. Let us know. Let us know what that was. If you've one is. seen that, let us know what the hell that is, for sure. Well, IMDb Pro's top trending segment, the Netflix movie that's got everybody talking is Spiderhead. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard different things about this, and I mean, with it being a Netflix film and all the money they put into stuff. Sometimes they're flops. So it's always like terrifying to watch it. But at the same time, you're curious, what is everybody talking about? So, I mean, maybe we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but it's definitely going to be after volume two of stranger things, (laughs) which is the top trending TV show. Of course, loving it, man. Absolutely loving it. Fucking crazy. Got one more episode that two and a half hour episode tonight i'm so excited and of course the top trending star is austin
1: butler yes i called that yeah totally
0: called it with his performance as elvis beautifully heartbreaking guys it's such a good film everybody should go see it they did an amazing job with this story Uh, and i think this is the the definitive movie for elvis in my opinion
1: i had no idea austin butler was it's uh vanessa hudgen's boyfriend Mm. i had no idea they were together yeah there you go. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, the things you find out. Like I just no clue. Exactly, man. Exactly.
0: Well, thank you guys for getting crazy with us on episode two hundred of yes. Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Absolutely wild. We gotta say thank you guys for listening for two hundred episodes. And if you're a newcomer, <laughs> welcome. Thank you for giving us a try. We really appreciate it. Yes. You guys, be sure to follow the company and podcast on social media. The production company at Crazy Ant Media and the podcast at ItCaff Podcast. We're everywhere, guys. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. All the good places. Be sure to follow us both personally as well at JLoFantastic and at
1: CrazyAntGuy1970.
0: Yes, and you be sure to subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. We're on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, and so much more. And you can watch this video on YouTube if you're listening to it. You can go back and watch the YouTube video. And for you guys who are now watching the YouTube video, we can stream it every freaking week now live yes. on youtube that's going to be a new regular thing and we're excited about it it's a new opportunity to help expand the crazy Ant name so we're super pumped and uh thank you guys for getting crazy with us we really appreciate it uh chloe mayhew you stuck with us throughout the whole thing so we just want to give you a shout out thank you so much if you're on social media be sure to comment that in the comment section we'll tell everybody to follow you because Heck you literally yeah, stuck with us throughout the whole thing. We appreciate you. And, uh, shout out to Hannah Herzik. That is Chloe's
1: favorite actress that she said in the comments. I mean, maybe, maybe we can try to get Hannah to, uh, Say hello. Do to a nice little I mean, special video. Yeah. I me. Mean, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Maybe we'll hook you up with Hannah and see some.
0: Yes. I love it. I love it. And be sure to visit our website, everybody at crazy Aunt media. Like I said, we do have merchandise on there right now. We actually have two different websites on there right now. So check them both out. Uh, they offer the same things yet different at the same time. And you can check out our film deadlines on there as well. We have yes. a nice page uh, for that. And uh, it, it was an amazing show. 200 episodes of just pure fun, enjoyment, and uh, entertainment. I think that's the biggest thing.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I just, um, yeah, huge thank you to, you know, you can't stay around for 200 episodes unless you got some people helping you out. And, and you know, the our listeners and our fans have just been absolutely amazing and uh, can't possibly sit and name all of the nearly 200 guests that we've had on our show, yeah. but huge thank you to each and every one of you as well. Our forever guest, Rebecca Kennedy, who has been on our show more times than anyone else who is just an absolute gem. Be able to, uh, please be able to follow her on social media. She's amazing. She's awesome. We love her and she'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> she'll be back to continue that run. Um, and just, yeah, it's been amazing to do 200 episodes and and see your growth and how everything has kind of just changed in our lives over the time that we've been doing the show. And, um, you know, we're two totally different people in two totally different parts of our lives than we were even just when we started this show. And, sure. and so to be able to see the progression and I think a lot of that is kind of leaked into the show and become a part of the show. Uh, as we change and, and go through life and everything. And that's been really fun. Um, And to know that you guys appreciate what we do and are there and, and have been on this journey with us. That's, I just huge, huge. Thank you for all of that. That's amazing.
0: For sure. For sure. And all you newcomers who are watching the video and or listening, <laughs> you guys should know by now we have one dream guest, basically one huge dream guest yes. that we want to get on the show it is
1: going to happen we've one day. literally <laughs> been doing
0: this like for i mean i'd say we started it probably like five episodes in something like oh that. yeah so, so
1: nearly the whole
0: time nearly the whole time literally every single episode we honor the one the only oprah